Creative Babble. Warning, this episode contains graphic language and references to violence. This is not one you should play out loud or near your kids. You've been warned. Previously on Pretend. Claudia and David say that they are the victims of a cyberstalker, and the person sending these messages claims to be the daughter's doctor's husband, John Gresman. Yes, the doctor's husband, who they've never met. As bizarre as this sounds, this harassment has been going on for over three years now, and we still don't know the stalker's identity. I got a message about an hour after we left the hospital, and he said, I saw you on campus today with your retarded daughter. But now Claudia and David believe whoever's doing this is someone close to Dr. Gresman. We thought it was his security guard. Because we felt like we were, we actually, you know how you, get that feeling like you're being watched, like there's eyes on you. To get that message, we thought, wow, he, he saw He's us. He's watching us. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else. Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. We're thinking that it was the security captain that that is the one that's doing all of this because he said, I'm her go to person. Right. Police returned to the hospital to talk to the security captain, Ryan Fremstad. Fremstad told police that he has nothing to do with these fake accounts. He believes that the Rodriguez family were the ones who created it. Meanwhile, Claudia and David continue getting harassing messages from the person claiming to be the doctor's husband. The text messages read, quote, Still in your neighborhood, I see two cars on the lot that I feel like, ha ha ha. Unquote. Another message said, I have a 
physically hurt, but I won't kill anyone. Claudia typed back. I said, no, I'm only going to talk to her. Her being his wife, Dr. Gresman. He says, you want to talk to her? Here's her cell phone number. So he sends me a number. I went on been verified. Sure enough, it was one of their numbers. I decided to call it because I have a, well, I had a good relationship with, with this medical professional. And I left a, mes- a message. It was, hi, I think I know who it, who this is. Please call me back. She never called me back. So then the next day, I, I had their email. So I emailed it. Same message. I'm pretty sure I know who this is. Could you please call me? And then the next day, which was Monday, on a Monday, I texted her. I texted her the same message. I mean, it wasn't anything inappropriate. I think I know who it is. Would you please get a hold of me? Police contacted Dr. Gresman, who was vacationing outside the country. Dr. Gresman told police that she was disturbed by the fact that her patient's mother, Claudia, found her personal phone number and address on the internet. She just wants whoever's doing this to stop. And she told the police that I was harassing her. And that I was like stalking her because I called her, I emailed her, and I texted her. The police told me that it wasn't normal for me to look up my child's doctor on been verified and that it creeped her out that I knew where her address was. And it bothers her that that anybody would know where she lives and she doesn't want me bothering her anymore. Suddenly, Claudia and David went from being the victims of a stalker to being accused of being stalkers themselves. She's the one that said she wanted us to be her guardian oh, angel. And then she's telling them that I'm, I'm harassing her. So I left her alone. I thought, okay, fine. But eventually, Claudia was bound to see the doctor again during her daughter's next medical visit. My daughter had an appointment to see her for a post-op appointment. And her office called and said that this doctor was no longer available to do my daughter's post-op appointment and she pushed her off to a different provider. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. All I did was warn her that her life could possibly be in danger and someone's impersonating her family. And and now my daughter is being punished. We had gone to the hospital a couple of times and asked them for help. Claudia and David say they reached out to the hospital administrator. They said the hospital administrator didn't even take them seriously. They spoke to the head of security, same thing. The guy in charge didn't even bother taking notes. One time, security guards circled us and escorted us off the property. And so eventually we got a certified letter from this place that basically said there was a breach of doctor-patient confidentiality and do not come back. Do not use any of our providers. The next day, after being told that they were no longer patients of Dr. Gresman, the stalker redirected his rage towards Claudia and David. Claudia began receiving follow requests from Instagram profiles with the handle, quote, I want to lick Doc Gresman's crotch 40. Love me some Grace G, fetish vagina lover. Grace Gresman's go-to guy. Every single one of these handles contained the doctor's name with some sort of vulgarity, except for that last handle that included the phrase go-to guy. The same phrase Dr. Gresman used to describe the hospital security captain. Since being kicked out of Dr. Gresman's practice, Claudia took her daughter to go see a new gastroenterologist. 
After her appointment, Claudia received a text mocking the fact that Dr. Gresman dropped him from her practice. No one other than the Rodriguez family knew about the appointment with the new doctor. Then, the next message was a picture of the Rodriguez's house. It said that they were being watched. This guy put a threat out to our home and he said, I'm in your neighborhood and I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill you. When did it go from, this is weird, <laughs> right. Instagram, to stalking? He's, because like what you just told me, that that was a big jump. He stopped <laughs> using Instagram probably mid-September and he, he switched over to burner phone numbers. He started using different phone numbers and texting us. When we come back, there's a new threat. And this time, the police plan to catch the perpetrator in the act. On September 29th, 30th of 2019, he put a threat out that he was in the neighborhood. He was going to do damage to our property, our kids, our vehicles. We called the police. They thought it was funny. You know, not they didn't take it seriously. They just said, you know what? If he keeps bothering you, just call us back. We'll come back. When we thought, you know, we, we felt a danger, we would call the police. David says that one night he received five phone calls in a span of one hour. And you might be asking yourself, why don't they just block this guy's number? Well, the problem is that all five calls came from different numbers. So, it, But when the police came out, they, they would say the same thing. If something happens, if you feel threatened, call us. And then he uh, sent a text saying, I see the cops were at your house. Why'd you call? Why'd you get the cops involved? Some of the messages said, quote, He's referring to the cops at the Rodriguez's house. And then he threatened the cops through the text. He said, I'm, I, I don't, not scared of cops. I'll do, I'll beat their faces in. The stalker said, Near your house. I'm not scared of those tough ass cops. I'll blow their faces off before they can even pull a taser on me. If you keep ignoring me, I'll take a gun to your face. I emailed the police that message and six of them came back. And they did surveillance on our home all night long. From midnight till 6 a.m. Right. And he's texting me this whole time. And, and would you text back? Well, here's the thing. Normally, I wouldn't. But the policeman that was standing in my kitchen, he said, start communicating and see what kind of information you can get out of him. So I did. And I said, I want to know why you're bothering us. And he said, okay, fine. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, my wife doesn't like you. She thinks that you're doing harmful things to your kid. You made your daughter cry in clinic. It made her mad. She was going to call protective services on you and then changed her mind. So we decided to go this route and make your life a living hell. And I'm really sorry. This whole time, Claudia and David believe that it's the security captain from the hospital sending these messages. They're hoping that the police stakeout leads to new evidence. Maybe they could catch the stalker in a lie. Well, I said, there's, there's numerous profiles. How could it just be you? And he said, it's not just me. It's her too. She being Dr. Grace Gresman and John Gresman, the alleged stalker. She's doing it and I'm really sorry. And we won't do, I won't do it again. Just nonsense like that. Was this happening, this exchange happening with the cop there? Yes. yes he was seeing the message. So the cop was seeing the message? Yes. 
Let me interrupt for a second and explain something. I left out a very important detail. This whole time, you may have assumed that Claudia and David's daughter, Chelsea, is a child because, well, she was seeing Dr. Gresman, a pediatric gastroenterologist. But Chelsea is not a minor. In fact, she was 23 years old when all this was happening. Now, our daughter, who has the mentality of about a 12-year-old, he's really into like um, YouTube, YouTube, watching videos. Like, like I was saying before about my pictures and she, she's always on her, on her tablet. That's what she does. Yeah. So she was scared. She was scared because the cops told us to get away from the windows. It's midnight and the cops are observing Claudia as she sits around the kitchen table, responding to the text messages from the stalker. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, police are observing Chelsea, their daughter, sitting on the sofa with her tablet. The police report states that shortly after Chelsea finished typing, Claudia, her mom, would receive a message. And when Claudia would read the text out loud, the officers observed Chelsea silently laughing. The officer wrote in his report, quote, based on my observations, it appears that Chelsea was sending the text messages to her mother, unquote. She was on her tablet laughing. She was watching silly uh, videos and she likes uh, Dancing with the Stars and she was watching funny, hilarious bloopers and stuff. The police claimed that every time I got a message, my kid would laugh. So they thought there was a correlation between me getting a message and her laughing. So I tried to explain this to the cops. I said, she doesn't have the mentality to do what has been done here. They even did a test with her tablet. Yeah, they took they, her device away. They took her device, checked it out. Or send, send the number. Of yeah. To see yeah. if it pops up. In and right. it didn't. And it didn't. Nothing. Police could not locate any of the messages on Chelsea's tablet. Then the police asked Claudia to send a message to the stalker. If Chelsea is the stalker, then Claudia's message would appear on her tablet, but the message never came through. But get this, the whole time the cops were observing Chelsea, the stalker never replied. So if Chelsea isn't sending the messages, then maybe someone else in the house is. But despite their lack of evidence, the police concluded that the messages were coming from inside the house. Because who else would know the medical details regarding this case? You all are wrong. And they said, well, we'll bet money that someone in your house. And I said, it's not anyone in my house. After the stakeout, the police paid a visit to Dr. Gresman and her husband, John. Let's hear what the Gresmans think of all this. That's after the break. The day after the six-hour surveillance of our house, the day after these police visited their house, the, the perpetrator's house, and the police report has the doctor's words on there, you know, what she told the, the police, and they mirrored what he was saying to my wife during the six hours that she thought i had a mental problem and was doing harmful yes. things and that our family's weird the detective went the, to their house the police went to her house and, and and it's all documented in a police report that we've refused access to for months i have the report the police spoke with dr gresman and dr gresman said that she was concerned about the fake social media attacks 
She also doesn't believe that the messages were coming from her former patient, Chelsea Rodriguez. You know, Claudia and David's daughter. Dr. Gresman told police that Chelsea has the mentality of a four-year-old and couldn't put a full sentence together. Dr. Gresman believes that Claudia and David are the ones sending these messages because they're upset that Chelsea no longer requires pediatric care and would be better served at an adult facility. I'm guessing that the doctor believes that this is just retaliation for getting kicked out of her practice. The officer also noted that Dr. Gresman found it disturbing that Claudia looked her up on Been Verified and now has her personal phone number and her husband's email. She told the police that whoever's doing this needs to stop because it's not normal behavior. And after the cops visited Dr. Gresman and had a stakeout at Claudia and David's house, the stalking just stopped. October rolled around and nothing. November, December came and went and no new messages from the stalker. It's now January 2021 and things are still quiet. Claudia and David believe that the worst is finally behind them. The police must have spooked the stalker away. So we didn't know what was going on with the investigation for three months. So we just tried to, you know, lay low, let them do their job, um, stay out of their way. So January 9th of, of last year, I get a bang, bang, bang on our front door. So I'm already paranoid as it is. I don't, I was scared, you know, especially after what we've been through. So I didn't answer it. I just waited for the gentleman to walk away and I pulled the business card out of our screen door and it was the, de- the de- detective. So I called at work and I said, the detective showed up and maybe he has an answer for us. So I called him from, from my, my route, my mail route. And I, I, I told him, I said, yeah, my wife said that you were by the house. And he said, yes, I did the um, subpoenas of Instagram and it turns out Everything came from your house. And I said, that's impossible. And he said, nope, everything, everything came from your house. Next time on Pretend, the police get a warrant and are able to identify where the messages are coming from. They said it's not Dr. Gresman or her husband, John. The messages originated inside the Rodriguez's house. What the hell is going on? That's next time on Pretend. So I've been working on this story for almost two years now. And throughout the series, you're going to think you know who is responsible for these messages. But let me tell you, after all this time, I still don't know exactly who is responsible. It's most likely not the security captain. Now police are saying that the messages are coming from inside their own house. Is it possible that Claudia and David are doing this to themselves? Or maybe it's one of their five kids. And because we don't know exactly who it is, we shouldn't jump to conclusions. That's why it's important to withhold everyone's identity to protect all those involved. Any new evidence I collect during my reporting, I will be handing over to law enforcement. Whoever is doing this is dangerous. I've read hundreds of these messages and the person responsible is deeply disturbed. Keep listening, but also have an open mind. Things are not what they seem. You can binge all episodes of this series right now. Become an Apple Podcast subscriber on Pretend Plus or 
a Patreon supporter, and then you'll get all episodes right away. Remember, if you're a victim of a cyber stalker, there are resources that can help. If a stalker calls you, don't answer the phone or respond to the messages. Alert your neighbors, your coworkers, so that they can be on the lookout for any suspicious activities. And if you have kids, make sure you talk to them about what to do in case of an emergency. Again, go to stalkingawareness.org to learn what kind of resources are available to you. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Creative Babble.